conflict on a weekly basis, what would you do? Typically, it's always smarter to be with somebody who's easygoing, easy to get along with, who communicates well. Typically, girls that come from families that the dad runs a household, he's the alpha, he's calm, he's masculine, his wife respects him, they have a good relationship. I just saw a video um, the other day, I think it was on Instagram, and it was this young guy and he was interviewing this older guy somewhere at the park and he was like, what's your best relationship advice or life advice? And this guy was, um, he was talking about his wife who had passed away, I guess a few years before. He, he said, we were married for 51 years. We never fought. We never argued. We just laughed and had a good time and I miss her every day and I can't wait to die to see her. And I'm just existing now. He's like, marry somebody who's easy to get along with and that you have fun with. And 51 years, you know, was, she was everything to him because she made his life easy. She added value to his life. She, she brought femininity into it. She was kind. She was supportive. She was looking for solutions and looking for a way to be a good teammate, not somebody that's constantly bringing conflict because the reality is, is because I grew up in a family where there was, you know, lots of arguing and my mom would get in fights with her sisters, especially around the holidays. And, you know, my dad's fam parents didn't like my mom's parents. And, you know, during the holidays, it, it just made things difficult. And then as the years went by, certain members of the family refused to talk to each other and it just seemed, and then my parents would, they would argue a lot and, you know, yell a lot. And so, especially my dad, when he would get angry and pissed off and growing up in an environment like that, one of the things that I always wanted was I wanted to seek peace. You know, I wanted to have peace and harmony in my life. And for the most part, like now compared to like when I was younger, when I was younger, I had a lot of people that brought stress into my life, especially when I was in real estate. Just the business partnership, the way we structured things, the people I hired, the way I, I built the business. If you're in a stressed state all the time and you're used to that, you build a business, the business will give you stress. If you're in a calm and relaxed state, you'll tend to build a business that helps to keep you in a calm and relaxed state. And life is hard enough. There's constantly problems, and it's like especially as you get older – you get people you got to care for in your family. You've got things to you're losing friends. It's the economy changes. It's like the ups and downs of life. It, it's like there's always a curveball. You never know what's going to happen next. And it's difficult as it is to to get into a relationship or in it sounds like in this case, stay in a relationship where you're constantly arguing. It's like they're every it once at least once a week, I guess is what it seems like they have some kind of conflict and some kind of blow up. And typically when somebody's angry, it, it it's what's behind anger is always fear. And human beings have two fears, fear that we're not going to be loved and fear that we don't have what it takes. And so the more somebody fears that they're not going to be heard or that they're not going to be loved or they're not going to get what they want, they tend to react in anger, especially if they grew up in an environment like that where everybody's a bunch of hotheads and they yell and they scream at each other. I mean, some of this shit I saw growing up 
I mean, it was funny, though. The woman that grew up across the street, she had two daughters, and she was married to a guy that was a sheriff's deputy. And they ended up splitting up. And I remember, I don't know, it was like 11 o'clock at night. It's We had all the windows open. We had these, like, awning windows. And so you could hear everything outside, cars driving by, pe- people talking. And I remember, like, 11 o'clock at night, I think it was, this woman shows up. And, you know, my neighbor across the street, she's got, they got awning windows. And so their windows are open and, and, uh, she's like, you fucking whore, you tell that fucking whore to come out you stop fucking my husband. And, you know, so the woman across the street is fucking some married guy. And somehow the wife found out where she lived and shows up at 11 o'clock and just starts yelling and screaming and calling her a whore and everything. And and so, because it's it was a time of the year where the weather was nice, so everybody had their windows open. And so Everybody's was, out there. It's like, what? You know, this is great as a kid, because we were in, in bed at night, but our, you know, we're like looking at this whole thing going on. And, and, because uh, it went on for like 10 minutes. And, um, there's that, there's that, that kind of drama. And, you know, the sad thing is both of our daughters were were beautiful, really cool girls we grew up with. And uh, one of them, the oldest, um, she wanted to be a police officer. And that was her goal. And then she ended up working at a um, a strip bar. One of the ones we were talking about the other day, and I don't, I don't want to name, but she was working there. And she was just started out as strictly a, a cocktail waitress. It was just going to be that. And then that led to bartending and then it led, you know, then she started doing drugs. And then because her, her father was a sheriff's deputy, it's like through his context, he's like, Hey, don't go to work tomorrow. They're going to get raided. And she went and told everybody that they were going to get raided. And, uh, and so when they got raided, they were like, Oh, so-and-so, you know, cause the, a lot of the evidence had been removed and stuff. And uh, everybody narked on her that she was the one that gave everybody a heads up. Uh-huh. So that ruined her chances forever having a um, career in, in law enforcement. And, and that was her dream because her dad was a sheriff's deputy and lo- loved his job. She and got him in trouble. He, I don't remember what happened with that, but it's like she felt horrible. And then she got more into drugs and more into that scene. And then she eventually ended up killing herself. This girl was beautiful. She was so beautiful. And she had, I mean, she won the DNA lottery. She was charming. She was cool. She was popular. Went to the same high school as me. And, you know, it ended like that. She ended up take, taking her life. So it's... You get raped, you can look at that and go, well, that's kind of the extreme that she grows up, up in that environment where the parents get divorced. I, I think there was infidelity maybe that had happened. I, I can't remember. But I know she was she was beautiful. The mother was beautiful. And there was like she was always dating somebody else. It's like there was always a new guy. And then I just remember eventually she got remarried. But there was a lot of drama and shit went on like that. And that wasn't the first time some other woman showed up there to cuss her out about her screwing around with somebody's husband or boyfriend or whatever. And so if somebody's raised in that environment, that's what they know. That's what they're emotionally anchored to. That That's normal to them. It's not normal to have a healthy relationship. And so when they do get to know a healthy relationship, they typically will sabotage it because it doesn't feel normal to them. They're, they're used to the chaos. They're 
they're totally aligned with it. They're emotionally anchored to expect chaos. And when they don't get the chaos, it's like it feels like something's off in their life. So they create it. They stir shit up. And that's what this guy is experiencing. So, I mean, that like again, that those are some extremes. But, you know, compared to girlfriends I've had that they grow up or the parents are amazing. They, they're sweet. They talk things out. They never get angry with one another. Another, if there's friction, they they stay up until they resolve it, and they are always respectful and they admire one another. And that's something that's essential in a relationship. And if your girl doesn't respect you and admire you enough to be calm and talk to you and communicate lovingly, it's you either put up with it or you find somebody who is calm and easygoing, easy to get along with. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, for any type of relationship you get in, whether it's like a romantic relationship, business, or family oriented, um, they're always like, if there's a conflict, I think you should always try to find a com- the conflict resolution. And if you can't find that ground, then you should probably try to do away with it. Sometimes you can't tap pick out. your Yeah, tap out. You can't pick your family members, but most of the time, I mean, you just kind of. Your family choose your peers. You maybe avoid them you know it's just a matter of whether or not they're open to resolving that conflict and if they're not then that's somebody that you don't need to be with because they wanted to have trouble the whole entire time and that's just going to make you miserable it's also very stressful like it's stressful to a point where it could even ruin your mental health you're just on thin ice the whole entire time imagine like there's worse scenarios where there's conflict on a daily basis but that is just as bad as weekly yeah. It's still stressful regardless. You should take um take accountability. You gotta be nice. Yeah, I don't believe that that's like a healthy relationship, whether it be um with your family or with a significant other. Um, you need to definitely set some boundaries there because <clears throat> you need to set some boundaries because it is vital for you to protect yourself and protect your own energy um, when someone is constantly arguing with you and fighting with you um, and verbally abusing you it has an effect not only on your like work ethic um, and your attitude towards other people but your mental health and your sanity as well so it's really important that you find a way to set those healthy boundaries for yourself and for the other people as well. Dude, just imagine, like, I've been in this situation where it gets to the point where you get so tired of it, you even dread being with that person. Like, you dread going over to right. their house. It's you not dread fun anymore. It's worse when you, them, yeah. you live with that person and you, have, you come home you to them or, or they them. come home. And, like, it's just always constant. You just feel like you you're separate in, like, yourself. A, like, a little box. Right. You yeah. put yourself in, like, a two-by-four and then you don't want to leave that little cage or, like, a... Your yeah. confinement. Yeah. Your area. Well, your identity Put yourself in a jail. wrapped up in that relationship and being in it. Not necessarily. It always does. You're, mm-hmm. What you do for fun, how you spend your time together, especially if you're together if for you years. Do something on you your own. You live together. You've moved all your stuff in. You gravitate towards having mutual friends. Like typically when you're, in a, you're a couple, you hang out with other people, people that are couples. If you got kids, 
you're hanging out with other people that got kids, and then all of a sudden you're divorced or you're broken up or whatever, you're living in a different place, you're not hanging out with the same people because some of them were really there, the other person's friends, and so hanging out with them is uncomfortable because they sided with the other person or whatever, and and so it's like your whole life revolved about around being in their relationship, and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore. All, everything you do socially, waking up together, all that stuff has changed, and it takes getting used to. That's why you know it's hard, is it because your your whole life is completely different. It's like hitting a reset button. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been in like like year long relationships, and it is like that. Like <clears throat> when we broke up, I like pretty much wasn't friends with any of the friends I had when I was with him. So you lose. I mean, you lose a lot. But then there's and sometimes you have pe- people, people that were your friends, and then they side with, with yeah, the other person. Yeah. I see that a lot, especially in my phone sessions. Yeah. And it's like, you, you can't, it's like, why can't you just be friends with both? It doesn't mean you have to hang out together and we don't have to do certain things together. Because that's yeah. not how life works. Yeah, but if they side with the other person, that's when you know who who's like the real ones. Right. Yeah, but, but I mean, also you could have done bad yourself. You could have, you know, not been the, you know, the best spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever it was. And you just need to take accountability what you did. And if you your friends decide to go with somewhere else, then obviously... They weren't all weren't your friends in the first place, or two, you're an asshat. So, yeah, you gotta be with somebody who's nice to you. I mean, because you are have experienced <clears throat> extremes, right? Yes, extremes. You got the guy that you're with now; he's pretty nice to you, right? He's very nice to me, extremely nice. We, I mean, like we call like playing around, like like playing, like no fucker, and like whatever, like we'll say names, or like like. Not disrespecting, but just like just being funny to each other, and I mean we don't argue. Um, I did get like kind of mad at him a couple like last week when he went to go pick up our Uber food, and it turned out to be just a bag of chips. <laughs> I'm like, how did you not know that is just he didn't chips? Check the merchandise. Yeah, I was like, it's it's light. I was like, you didn't know that. He's like, everything is light to me. I'm like, ugh. I'm like starving, but I was just like, it's okay. I was like, I guess we'll just eat chips then. So it was fun, but I was like, oh, you don't want me when I'm hungry. Hangry? <laughs> hangry. Nobody yeah. likes a hangry woman. Nah, but I didn't like freak out on him or anything. I was just kind of like, uh, how did you not know? You didn't check it first. Like, what's up? And meanwhile, the Uber drivers drove, drove, off, drove hey, off into the sunset. Yeah, I had my sandwiches, my soups. It was like a $50 order. And so you didn't get anything? No, just chips. Just a bag of Tostitos. And since you accepted the order, you couldn't prove that you didn't get the delivery? Um, well, I just said that just checked the items, which I didn't get. Did um, you get a refund for those? Uh, yeah. I still ended up paying. They still took the tip out. I'm like, and the driver supposedly was drunk and went to the other thing. And it wasn't the driver. It was supposed to be a Barbara, but it was a man. And I was like, he's like, I'm glad I went down there. I said, I kind of wish I did so I could be like, this is not what I ordered. This is not my all my yeah, order. <laughs> I've had, in the last year, I've had several times where things got delivered that were a completely different building. Yeah. The same apartment number. I don't know what these people are doing. Well, they're not obviously not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But, yeah, the guy showed up. He said he was drunk in the parking lot over. I'm like, 
Well, I kind of wish I did, but I kind of wish I didn't. It's like that's like under falsifying your identity, driving under somebody else's thing, account. 